Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. Uh, and this week we are talking about a pretty obscure corner of Doctor Who, you know, something that doesn't come up very often. You know, you guys might need to consult the internet and check out uh, a few of the more in-depth wikis. Uh, there's these Doctor Who monsters you see called the, uh, I'm just going to check I'm saying this right, the Daleks. Yes, the Daleks. Yeah, I don't know if you, Morgan, do you remember the Daleks? I'm not sure if they've, you know, pretty obscure. Vaguely, I think they've popped up once or twice, didn't they, maybe, in the in the classic series. Um, didn't make yeah. a huge impact, but... No, fact, yeah, you know. Yeah. If they're no mechanoids, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we're being facetious. You know we're being facetious. That is our way. Uh, we're talking about the Daleks uh, because... Basically, uh, there are rumours that the Daleks are back in the next series of Doctor Who, specifically series 13. Uh, there have been, uh, fans have spotted uh, Dalek voice actor Nick uh, Briggs, Nicholas Briggs, uh, knocking about. They have spotted Dalek operators, uh, Nicholas Pegg and Barnaby Edwards also around, apparently. Um, and some people claim to have seen, you know, some blokes loading a Dalek somewhere. Um, although, you know, with any of this stuff, it, you know, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because, you know, they could have, these people could have other roles. They could be other monsters that um, uh, the Dalek operators are operating. Nick Briggs could, you know, be voicing a Jadoon again. You never know. Uh, but uh, the reason we're kind of talking about, we thought it was a good springboard to talk about, you know, is it time to bench the Daleks? Not permanently, no one's suggesting that. But, you know, when I sort of saw these rumours, I was a bit like, oh, we just did the Daleks. Should we, like, mm. have a year off? You know, is it time to kind of not like rest them exactly? Because that always sounds a bit like, you know, deliberate, but maybe like, I don't know, not do them <laughs> this year. I don't know. I mean, Morgan, what do you think? Well, I think it's, it, it, you know, we're seeing this now when the most recent episode of Doctor Who to be televised was a Dalek story, right? Daleks, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it seems, it seems very, very immediate. You know, the odds are this is going to be an episode from later on in series 13 so there will of course be a bit of a gap um between between dalek stories if indeed there is a dalek story in series mm. series 13 i think i think the question is are we are we bored of the daleks um and that's kind of an open question because i, I don't think you know the daleks are obviously potentially great villains if handled correctly mm. um you shouldn't leave them out just because it feels like we've used them a lot like if there's you know if there's still something new to do with them something new to say with them why not bring them back again they work they work so well um i i remember the, you know the daleks popped up at least once in some form in every modern series of doctor who uh, i remember there was a sort of a fan theory doing the rounds that this was because of some uh contractual obligation that the bbc had to the terry nation estate mm. uh that uh they could only uh, have the rights to the, the BBC could only have the rights to the Daleks if they were to use them at least once a year. This was this was what was alleged. And Stephen Moffat kind of when he was showing or refuted that and said, no, the reason we have the Daleks every series is because they're the Daleks and they're great. And why and why wouldn't you have the Daleks? Um, so I, I I think you know there's no reason to bench them unless there's nothing new to do with them or new to say about them. And I guess the question is, are, are we there? Are there still new things to do with the Daleks? I think there must be, but I do also feel like when you look at 
the kind of list of you know famous Doctor Who monsters say mm. so for example when I was looking at the Sontarans you know you're like oh well yeah they've been in loads of episodes you actually look at it and you're like oh they've not actually not been like as many episodes as I thought and mm. you look at the Sidemen they're like oh a bit more and you look at the Zygons you're like oh really not that many you know and then you look at the Daleks and it's like just <laughs> like this endless list like they're yeah. there you know you so much compared to any other Doctor Who monster and I get what you mean because I think you, know, you could say an interesting story with them and I think there have been interesting things done in the modern series, you know, um, definitely Christopher Eccleston series, that kind of reboot of the Daleks was really interesting. Uh, the first, the kind of, you know, the Dalek as Terminator episode is quite a clever mm. idea, just sort of making them scary. And then the Daleks as religious fundamentalists uh, idea, which wasn't, didn't really go much further than that, but that was quite interesting. But I do wonder, you know, I enjoy episodes that the Daleks are in, but I am a little bit like, what's new it always now seems to be either here's a very small group of Daleks that are desperate oh but they're still so deadly because they're desperate or here's loads of Daleks who are invading and they're even more deadly <laughs> because there's loads of them invading and it's sort of yeah. jumps between the two yeah like, yeah I don't no, know if you need like true. a moderate a moderate number of Daleks maybe that's what would make me happy like, like yeah, you need like 16 12 yeah yeah 12. yeah yeah it's a good point no I think I think you know the Daleks are only as people hail them as a great villain and like i said handled well they are a great villain but the daleks are only as good as the story they're in right so you know your mileage may vary but you know um you watch dalek the series one episode and you go whoa the daleks what a great villain um and then you watch daleks in manhattan the evolution of the daleks and you go oh maybe let's let's give the daleks a rest there's nothing more you could do with the daleks um to, to be fair that's an episode i would cite as like they did try and do something a bit different <laughs> yeah yeah but Again, I think if there's an interesting story to tell, why, why not bring them back? But if you're only bringing them back because it's the done thing, because it's Doctor Who and we have to have a Dalek yeah. story once every series, maybe reconsider your motives. I think to cite a recent story, I think actually Resolution, although it get, it did echo some previous stories, including Dalek in that kind of, you know, like you say, it's one lone Dalek and one lone Dalek is incredibly scary and, and, and formidable, but not as much as an army of Daleks. Um, but it did feel a little bit like a Dalek story we hadn't seen before. That whole idea of the Dalek reassembling itself and you had the kind of the twist with the junkyard Dalek. Like, Well, it's, it's the reverse that, Dalek episode is what I think they said. It's like it starts with the Dalek out of the case and then it gradually gets into mm. it. Whereas most of them that have the Daleks coming out of the case, that's like the big thing at the end, like Dalek. Mm. And people say, you know, there are only so many um stories in in fiction it feels like there have been so many dalek stories now that it's actually it's almost you know impossible to find a new twist on a dalek story but that did have enough that was that was new about it and i think if you compare it to revolution of the daleks which i personally and what you know, again mileage may vary i personally wasn't so keen on that i didn't think it was as good as resolution it okay it, it tried to do some new things with the daleks but that to me felt a bit more kind of tri tried and tested. It was sort of an army of Daleks invading the earth. It had that idea of the Daleks as, as drones, as, as soldiers working for humans, but we've seen that in Victory of the Daleks. We've seen that all the way back to Power of the Daleks in, in 1966. It didn't do enough that was, that was new. So I think there's definitely scope for more Dalek stories. I don't think either of us are saying we want to ax the Daleks. Um, but it's, I think it just it does just depend on, on whether or not you can do something new with them. And then the question is, well, what is that? So there's a real temptation there to trim your words in the edit and go, we want to ax the Daleks. <laughs> I'm Morgan. <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean. I think about this, though. I do think like that. I feel like 
obviously, you know, no, I don't, th- I don't think any writer would come to it, certainly in the modern series, uh, being like, oh, what's our Dalek story this year? They will be like, oh, what's a good idea for a Dalek story? Oh, here's a good idea for a Dalek story. I'm just not sure if they all have been good ideas. And I feel like the, maybe the problem is <laughs> that the Dalek, the two kind of examples I gave are Dalek stories that work. And when people have tried to kind of go beyond that, it hasn't massively worked. Like, mm. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like you mentioned Victory of the Daleks, which is an episode that I, has some bits I really like. But like, Same, obviously, yeah, yeah but like the just the idea of it is quite fun. The aesthetic is really cool. But obviously, you know, it also gave us the Teletubby Daleks that no one likes. And also it's a weird kind of weird sort of damp squib of an ending where the Daleks just sort of like, girl, we'll get you next time and just disappear and then never seen again. Mm. <laughs> um, and then also you have like, I think of Into the Dalek is a good example of when they really did try and do something different. They did like, yeah. you know, shrinking down into a Dalek, very like, you know, I don't know what you say, like Jules Verne sort of stuff. And I don't think that massively worked either because that was in that awkward period where Peter Capaldi didn't know how mean to be yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of like, you know, that's another one where I'm like, well, that didn't quite work. And then bizarrely, they brought Rusty back, Rusty the Dalek back for um, Twice Upon a Time. Yeah, uh, the cameo know, we were all demanding. Yeah. yeah. Well, just to, actually, you know what? Because I feel like maybe this is something that listeners would be interested in. Um, random anecdote time. Um, I don't know, Morgan, were you on that set visit for Twice Upon a Time? I was, yes. Yeah. So when we were there, they, for, for those listening, Morgan and I were both there for different organisations at the time. Um, and it was really it was really hot, really fun day. And we sort of walked around, yeah. saw them filming and stuff. And at one point, we genuinely like were walking along and there's loads of props there. And one of one of the props was Rusty the Dalek's head. And I was like, oh, hey, look, it's Rusty the Dalek. That's interesting. And there's still nothing of it. I just did not clock at all, even though that was what? like a spoiler. You wouldn't assume, right, that it was that it was that it was the cameo that was going to. Yeah, uh, I just didn't think about the it crux of that episode yeah i just did not think about it because i was just like oh i guess they just have a lot of old props knocking about because it was so alien to me the idea that they were like you know what the fans need <laughs> this closure for the storyline introduced in 2014 rusty the dalek and that's the thing with into the dalek yeah like into the dalek i mean weirdly of apparently of paramount importance to peter capaldi's era given the way it kind of was at the start and end but um but you know i'd say as, as fans i wouldn't say it's an episode that is beloved you know by fans no, and maybe that raises an interesting point, which is, can you do something totally left field and offbeat with the Daleks? At what point, you know, does it stop being the kind of Dalek story that fans enjoy? Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We've seen armies of Daleks invading planets, invading Earth, yeah, multiple times. But if there's a Dalek story where that doesn't happen. Are we disappointed? Do we get well? This isn't actually what I want from my Dalek story. So it's a it's a tricky balance. One thing I think is that we've seen a lot of whether it be a single Dalek, whether it be an, an army of Daleks. We've seen a lot of Dalek stories on present day Earth, mm. um, and I understand why. Like, and a lot of them have you know have worked really really well. Um, you know, you think of like Stolen Earth, Journey's End, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday, like great great stories. Um, but is there an opportunity to do? to do something different there like i even just change the setting like i'd love to see the daleks on on future earth like that kind of year five billion vibe but mm. with but with daleks or again resolution um the opening to that you had sort of daleks in 
medieval times, like Daleks versus Vikings. That was a kind of idea that was that was touched upon, but it was. It's like, why would you not show that? It's like, oh, we'll just do a little drawing of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but well, it's probably expensive, right? Yeah, but it was, true. it was, the, it was, it, it was the pre-credits. It was just like, oh yeah, the you know some some medieval warriors fought the Daleks, and that happened, and now back to present day Earth. And it's like, I want to see that story. I want to see like an army of medieval warriors take on the Daleks. And okay, you have to do it on a Doctor Who budget, but there's probably something quite interesting to do there, where there's a Dalek in medieval times, and they think it's a demon, and you could again, it gives it a slightly different feel to what we've seen recently all you need is the the end of the battle there's loads of you know, smoke and dust and you know smog <laughs> in the air it's muddy yeah. there's one guy left standing you know he's got his sword out you know you know as mm. people did back then um and he's like and he's like talking about some sort of monster and you're like oh we don't know what this monster is it'll be really scary and then you see like the blue light of the eye coming yeah. through and you're like ah you know that would have been very cool there's a very Doctor Who way to do it, right? And, and you know, funnily enough, talking about Daleks in history, like, oh, that sounds really cool, right? But then you go, okay, what, when has modern Doctor Who done that? And it's, it's uh, Victory of the Daleks and it's, and it's uh, Daleks in Manhattan, Evolution of the Daleks. True. Neither of which... Neither of which generally is held up as, as the... They are like you know, 20th they to... century, though. They are, like, I, like, you know, I feel like they almost did it in um, The Big Bang or whatever. But if you did, like, a Dalek story set during Roman times or something, like, I, I feel like that would be quite a cool story. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, I feel, you know, you have to do certain things possibly in a Dalek story in order for it to feel like a Dalek story, in order for it to sort of tick fan mm. fan boxes and, and into the Dalek maybe wasn't traditional enough. But could you take what we love about a Dalek story, which is essentially Daleks going nuts, exterminating people left, right and centre and being devious and cunning and everything. But then, yeah, put that in a different setting, whether it be like the far flung future of an alien planet. That's something we haven't seen for. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you see it a little bit in kind of you know, Stolen Earth Journey's End. But again, there's a lot of it on present day Earth. You haven't seen something like the Daleks Master Plan or, or something like that from the classic series where it's a real kind of space epic featuring the Daleks. Um, yeah. I actually saw it recently in um, that at that animated spin-off they did, that mm. you know, da Daleks, something more like that, um, like those like those TV twenty one comic strips that people loved, or the total flip of that, yeah, Daleks, Daleks back in time, Daleks in in medieval times. Like we've seen Daleks time travel before. We, we don't know exactly what the sort of timeline is of Daleks versus human evolution. So potentially the Daleks could could arrive in our past. Um, they kind of did yes. it a bit with the Cybermen, didn't they? In um you know, the ascension of the Cybermen, the Timeless Children, they yeah. kind of had the, like, humanity's been ravaged by the Cyber Wars thing. Like, you could do that with Daleks, I think. Yeah, or, or, or indeed, you know, Haunting of Villa Diodati, where you take the Cyberman and mm. throw it back into the past and make and it kind of personifies kind of the monsters and fears of the time. Could you yeah. do something similar, you know, with, with, with the Daleks? I think the Daleks work... Yeah, of course the Daleks work well in these kind of you know epic space sagas and on spaceships and that kind of thing. But the Daleks also work really well uh, when they look out of place, I think. Mm. So again, if you go back to the classic series and you've got something like Evil of the Daleks and it's Daleks in Victorian manners and stuff, there's something so odd and weird about that that it actually it actually works really well. So having Daleks in a historical setting, I think, is, is, is really strong, potentially. It's also reminded me that... Um you know, the 2015 episode, The Witch is Familiar, really missed a trick by not being called The Master's Dalek Plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yeah, no, absolutely that. should it be. Uh, because that's, but anyway, that, the, the reason I bring that one up as well is that I do feel like there was a trend in, especially in the latter Stephen Moffat years, where like Daleks were sort of included, but in a way where they weren't the main focus, which was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. So like, 
obviously they are in that, well, they're in that two-part in quite a big way, although that's sort of more about Davros, the Daleks are there and they've got all those different types, but, you know, they're not there as much as in like, you know, like in the Matt Smith era, you do have a few like one-off, usually quite large Dalek stories, like Asylum of the Daleks as well, you know, which introduced mm. the Dalek Prime Minister, who presumably is like voted for. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and Dalek then, democracy is an odd concept. Yeah, and then you have like, you know, in the pilot, there's a Dalek in it, and but it's just there basically so they could do that little scene that announced Phil Mackie. Basically, basically so they could save some money and reuse that... Um... That, that, that promo they shot featuring Pearl Mackey. Yeah. yeah, and then they sort of um, come back again. Like I said, there's Into the Dalek. Um, there's, you know, Rusty's back again for that. Um, but that's about it. So, sorry, it was not from Into the Dalek, you know, in Twice Upon a Time, Rusty from yeah. Into the Dalek comes back. But, like, there's not actually, you know, they don't actually, I don't think you have a proper, I could be wrong, apart from Into the Dalek, you don't have a proper Peter Capaldi kind of, taking on the Daleks episode. Although I guess you have him taking on Davros. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm splitting hairs somewhat but the davros question is an interesting one because we're talking about you know oh we, we we've seen a lot of quite samey dalek stories recently what can they do to shake it up and davros has not been seen since since um magician's apprentice which is familiar since series nine which is 60 years ago now That's um, true. A, and a dalek story for me a dalek story with davros always is always different and that's you know mm. it feels like an obvious thing obvious thing to say but like a dalek story with davros does feel different right like you were just saying then it's that 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 two-parter from series nine is very much the doctor versus davros and the daleks are a secondary and i think that works fine so long as you also have to balance out the stories where the daleks themselves are really at the fore um i think one thing that davros is brings is like you kind of have that person to react to whereas the daleks i think yeah. maybe one of the challenges is that they are quite faceless and it's sort of like the doctor doesn't really get to like face off with anyone like they had rob i mean in a way that's maybe why they had robertson in you know revolution of the daleks is there's like an actually a person for the doctor to sort of shout at whereas if it's a dalek yeah. it's just jody whittaker yelling at like you know a prop <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly and that you know they're not they're not known for being loquacious daleks no. um which is the whole reason you know why davros was created in the first place to give a more more sort of human if you like kind of um you know opponent for the doctor to respond to a kind of vo vocal uh piece for the daleks um and i yeah stories where davros isn't in it you'll see quite often there is that kind of that robertson type character there's normally like a, a kind of a human advocate for the daleks to to argue um with the doctor in in their place um so so i think i think yeah, bringing back davros is potentially potentially a way to go and and also I was I started thinking about that and then I was thinking yeah, big finish the obligatory mention of course mm. um back in 2003 did the did a story Davros which was the called Davros which was the first time they'd used Davros and that was a story which had Davros without the Daleks now this is obviously not something that's going to happen in series 13 if indeed there is a Dalek story in series 13 because we've seen Nick Briggs on set and and and, and Dalek uh, casings and so on and so on but in future It'd be interesting if TV Doctor Who were to do something like that, I think. It, given that when Davros is in a Dalek story, he's very much the driving force. The Daleks essentially become you know, his hired goons. Mm. Um, could, you do a, could you do a loose adaptation of that story um, in much the same way as like Big Finish's Jubilee? It's kind of a loose, loosely inspired Dalek on TV. Um, could you do a story that's just Davros? Like That might be a way to, to freshen up the Dalek mythos, I guess. Definitely. I did quite like, I do feel like the Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar episode, tried, double episode, tried to kind of 
get under Davros's uh, skin, such that it is, um, a bit. Um, I just remembered uh, I've brought you the only the only other chair on Scaro, whatever it was. That was quite <laughs> yeah. a good line. Um, yeah. There's definitely and- bits in that that I, I enjoyed, and like you meet like. If a doctor meets his little boy, he's like, my name's Davros. <laughs> it's just like, it's quite silly in a good way, in a, in a, in a, in a fun way. Um, and with that story as well, you've got, don't forget, you've got Missy who plays quite a large role in it. Mm. So it doesn't, that doesn't feel like a Dalek story in the, in the traditional sense, because it's the doctor versus Davros plus Missy thrown into the mix. Um I almost forget about that story, not because it's bad, but just because when you're thinking of like classic Dalek stories, it doesn't quite fit the mold, which yeah, again, I get like, it's good because we're talking about, right. How do you do something new with a Dalek story? And that's, that's one approach. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like the more we talk about this, the more it's like, we're like, Oh, we want something different. Why is it all the same? And they were like, here's all the reasons we don't like the ones that are different. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Like I said, so, so I kind of see it, it, it does seem like, a bit of an impossible challenge. Like the one thing you seem to be able to do with the Daleks is like not do them for a while and then bring them back. And maybe that's mm. why those initial Dalek episodes in series one do work so well because you haven't seen any Daleks for a long time. So you're kind of reminded of them. And then they kind of do the whole, the Daleks are invading story and it's quite a good one. And then it's kind of like, you know, I do feel like David Tennant's first series because they were still relatively fresh and they found a kind of a new take on the Daleks with the cult, uh, what are they called? The Cult of Scaro? Is that what they're called? The Cult of Scaro. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the Cult of Earth, isn't it? Like, that's a weird name for a group. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Um, anyway, those guys. That's a, prob- that's a problem with sci-fi in general, that there are no, and, and Doctor Who, there are no, like, cities or countries on alien planets. Everyone just refers to themselves as, like, the citizen of the planet. It would yeah. be like if we were just like, yes, we're from Earth. Where about on Earth? Oh, just Earth, you know. Just Earth, it's, yeah, it's pretty generally. small. Yeah. yeah. It's the one yeah. thing that Game of Thrones always does quite well, I think. Lots of different, uh, lots yeah. of different cities yeah, and, uh, and worlds. Anyway, another, another uh, that's another genre thing to talk about. But yeah, so I do feel like that um, storyline at the end of series two, again, the Daleks still felt quite fresh. They gave them a little redesign, you know, and they, they were surprised. That was the good thing about them, actually, is they were a cool surprise. Although I think I certainly, as a like non-internet-y fan back then, I had guessed they were in the final episode because you see in the like next time preview, you see a man being exterminated. So that was a bit of a. Oh, yeah. It was like no, a I, bit of a spoiler. I, I didn't clock it, and I I have a I have a theory sort of related to that, and or, you know, it, it's a slightly controversial theory, and Uh-oh. so, and when I and when I say this, people say, "How how dare you? How dare you say this?" And I'll preface it by saying, "Of course, of course, Russell T Davies did an incredible job of bringing back Doctor Who, and of course, it was incredibly." difficult to pull it off and to get it right and to get people to take the show seriously again when it had become something of a joke all that being said in terms of storytelling when you when he when he relaunched Doctor Who he kind of had an easier at least an easier job I would say than his successors because you go series one what do you do you bring back the Daleks series two you bring back uh, cyber cybermen series three bring back the master and then series four, you leave. And it's like, and so, so he, so he, yeah, exactly. Drop literally, right. Drop the mic. And he did, he did that brilliantly, but he's kind of got those boxes to tick, right? Because the first yeah. time the Daleks come back in modern who it's very exciting. First time Cybermen come back. First time the master comes back. All those things were so exciting. And just by, you know, it's just never going to be as exciting when they come back a second time. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, and that's not the fault of anyone. So he kind of had those those boxes to tick and he ticked them brilliantly. But so I, I think, of course, 
a, a new Dalek story now is never going to be as exciting as when we watch Dalek for the first time. So, that's, yeah. that's, so that's why you do have to, you do have to find kind of new, new twists on it. And the longer Doctor Who goes on, the longer new Doctor Who goes on, the more difficult it is um, to find new ways to, to kind of surprise us. And as we've pointed out, still deliver what we want, what we really want from a Dalek story, because we say we want all these different things, but actually there are certain uh, key components to a Dalek story that we still want, or it doesn't feel like a Dalek story. So it yeah, is, it's, a, it's, a tr it's a hard balance to strike and getting harder all the time. So that's my, <laughs> that's what, that's what I'll say to whoever is writing the next Dalek story, possibly Chris right. This is impossible. Um, why are you doing yeah. this? Why don't you Why up? even try? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fans are never going to be happy, so why bother? Yeah, um, that's it's almost like Doctor Who in microcosm in some ways. Although, we, <laughs> although Doctor Who fans are very nice, and we love you all, and you know, very, very, very nice listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think, very nice listeners who I just cited? Um, is it time for the Daleks to have a little rest, to you know, take a take a quiet one, have a have a weekend at home, uh, or? Are you excited to see what comes next for them? You know, do you want even more Dalek stories? Do you have any, you know, interesting Dalek pitches that, you know, you can put in our comments and we can steal and send to the BBC and claim as our own? Because <laughs> we definitely do that. We don't, we don't do that. But, you know, if you, do you have any ideas? You know, is there anything you'd like to see from the Daleks? Please let us know in the comments uh, below on YouTube or, you know, you can tweet us at Radio Times or, you know, whatever, whatever your folks you about. Uh, you can listen to this podcast and previous editions uh, on the Radio Times YouTube channel, on Acast, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts and things like that, if you're looking for that. Last week, uh, I went behind the scenes of Doctor Who Time Fracture and spoke to the people for that, so you can listen to what happened when I went there. Um, and yeah, we'll be back soon uh, with more Doctor Who stuff. We'll have soon-ish a review of Doctor Who Time Fracture, probably not next week, but very soon. And we have loads of Doctor Who stuff on the RadioTimes.com website. Uh, like the latest news and updates and sort of fun quizzes, behind the scenes things, opinion pieces. Analyses of the Doctor's hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, yeah. All, all the main of, of the stuff. Doctor. Uh, Paul Kirkley wrote a brilliant piece. So please, uh, please let us know if you want more of that sort of thing. You know, we, we aim to please. Uh, until next time, uh, I've been Hugh. I've been Morgan. I think it's safe to say that we've been overused or in need of a rest. So goodbye. <laughs>